0: And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Friday, June the 18th, 2021, in the year of our Lord. Today on June 18, 1812, the War of 1812 began. The United States Congress approved and President James Madison signed a declaration of war against Britain. Some of the guys were saying, yeah, we've been through this before. And they had. Today, in 1778, American forces entered Philadelphia as the British withdrew during the Revolutionary War. Today, in 1815, Napoleon Bonaparte. He met his defeat at Waterloo. Today, in 1873, Susan B. Anthony was found guilty by a judge in New York of breaking the law. She cast a vote in the 1872 presidential election. The judge fined... Anthony $100. But she never paid the penalty. Today in 1940, during World War II, British Prime Minister Winston Churchill, he urged his countrymen to conduct themselves in a manner that would prompt future generations to say this was their finest hour. It did prompt future generations to remember that generation I'm not a big fan. I'm not a fan at all, frankly, of Tom Brokaw, but he wrote a book that certainly nailed it when he wrote a book about the greatest generation. That's what Winston Churchill was hoping for when he said he hoped that he would be and all of his peers would be remembered as the finest hour. Today, in 1983, astronaut Sally Ride, she became America's first woman in space. And today, in 2018, President Donald Trump announced that he was directing the Pentagon to create the Space Force as an independent service branch. Five years ago today, with California's Yosemite Falls as a backdrop, President Barack Obama said climate change is already damaging America's national parks. He said the temperatures are rising, causing Yosemite's meadows to dry out and go away, and raising the prospect, he said, that our glacier preserve will soon be gone. We will have no more glaciers. Do you miss Barack Obama? I didn't think so. I don't either. Psalm 119 verse 63 says, I am a companion of all them that fear thee, and of them that keep thy precepts. Do you ever feel lonely? Of course, we all do. Some of you, over the last year, the last months, have lost your spouse. They've gone to be with the Lord. You feel lonely. Some of you have lost your spouse several years ago, and you still feel lonely, you miss that companionship. The Lord becomes a companion to all of us, and even more so to those of us in our time of need and loneliness. You can take that as a word from the Lord, because it is. It's God's word. Psalm 119, 63. Isaiah, chapter 54, verse 10. For the mountains shall depart, and the hills be removed. But my kindness shall not depart from thee, neither shall the covenant of my peace be removed, saith the Lord that hath mercy on thee. Again, that's a word from the Lord. It's his word, his infallible word. I was talking about the Portland police the other day, Portland, Seattle. We were talking about the riots and all of that a little bit on the program. I think it was day before yesterday, if I recall. But I know we had that conversation about it. Interestingly enough, yesterday, the Portland Police Riot Squad, all 50 policemen in the Riot Squad, resigned altogether, 100% of them. They resigned because of charges that were made against a police officer this last year who allegedly hit an independent journalist in the Black Lives Matter riots that had lighted fire to the um, a federal building, and it was burning. It was in August of, la- of this last year. So now they have brought this police officer to trial because he hit a, a a journalist. He thought the journalist was one of the rioters because they were right in the mix of where the rioting was going on, this person was. So they're charging him. And the police said, we've had enough. We're done. 50 of them resigned walked out. That's where far left, liberal, so-called progressive ideology takes us in our culture. It is destructive to the core. There's been a, there's some, I got to mention this th- this morning because today's Friday and we're not on the air over the weekend and, and you're going to be hearing about this over the weekend, I think. Um, if not, you should be because it, it should be in the news if it isn't. And I believe it will simply because ABC and the New York Times has kind of put their toe in the water on this because they're sensing that what some of the conservatives have been saying all along is true and what the position they've been taking, supporting the Biden administration and blah, 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 is not so strong anymore in regards to this virus. Now, I'm not going to get deep into this because I don't have time and I haven't had enough time to really research this. I mean, I've been following this, but today it's sort of spilled out into the news a little bit, but apparently, and I'm saying apparently, I mean, if this is true, and I, I think it is to be honest with you, but a longtime official, this vice minister of security in communist China has defected to the United States here several months ago, and I was aware of that there was a story out there that was saying this. But anyway, the story is that it looks like it's almost been or is has been verified now. He and his daughter flew to the U.S., to California. And um, if this is true, and as I said, I, I believe it is, or at least a great part of it is true. He is the highest level defector in the history of the Communist Party in the People's Republic of China. He has brought a ton of information. When he landed here, he went. He had all this information with him, this tech stuff, and you know, he had it on, on all kinds of thumb drives and I don't know, whatever, but I mean tons of information. And he immediately contacted our officials, told them who he was, and they knew who he was, and he told them that he was defecting from China. He could not, did not want to be a part of that anymore. He could be a decoy, but... And this could not be true, but I believe it is. And there's a growing amount of evidence that's leaking out into the public discourse now. But his name is Dong, and his daughter, I can't remember her name. But anyway, she may have been going to college here. I'm not sure. But anyway, they flew in to California. He immediately turned himself over to our authorities. Our authorities have been vetting the information that he gave, and the authorities are now saying, boy, This stuff really matches up with everything we know, and there's a ton of stuff here we didn't know. But some of the things, and again, I I can't spend the whole half hour on this. We've got other things to cover that I I think are important. I think God would have us to touch on these things. But let me just give you an idea of what's going on here. We'll talk about this again probably next week sometime. I don't know. We'll watch it, though. But this dong, he's provided uh, in, in this mammoth amount of information. Um, early pathogenic studies of the virus that we know as COVID, there's a whole, just a whole section, like a book on all of the studies that the, the, the scientists in in China in Wuhan in particular have been doing. There's models of predicted COVID-19 that spread and damaged the U S and the world. They were predicting this was going to happen. They're doing this gain of function kind of stuff, which is really, uh, really, um, dangerous kinds of experimentation. He has all the financial records detailing which exact organizations and governments funded the research on this. They call it sars uh, covid 2 but that that's what we know as the virus or coronavirus or COVID-19, whatever. And um, other biological warfare research that's going on in China and in Wuhan. He has the names... Uh, And he's turned this all over to our officials, which I don't know if that's a good thing. I mean, it depends on who the officials are, I guess. But I can't believe I'm saying that. But I think it's true. But anyway, he has the names of U.S. citizens who provide intel to China as we speak. Now, current. He has the names of Chinese spies working in the U.S. or attending U.S. universities. He has financial records showing U.S. businessmen and public officials who've received money from the Chinese government. He has details of meetings U.S. government officials have had, even some that didn't know they were having a meeting with a spy, but they have had with Chinese spies and members of Russia's spy organization. And he has a whole cache of information about how the Chinese government came gained access to the CIA communication system, which led to the death of dozens of Chinese people who were working with the CIA. He has also provided copies of the contents of the hard drive on Hunter Biden's laptop. Remember that laptop? Well, he, he's he got a whole bunch of information from the Chinese, from the communist side of it. And some of the files that Dong has provided put a light on just how it was that the sale of this uh hinges autom- automotive it was a it was put up as a front as an automotive um enterprise and what was embedded in this sale to china it's some years ago i think hillary clinton was involved in that i know in fact i remember she was maybe bill clinton uh, maybe even as president i'm not sure but anyway they sold this to a Chinese military manufacturer. And it made a big deal. I mean, there was a big dust up about it at the time. Then it kind of went away, but some of our finest um, technology was embedded in the technology supposedly for automotive resources to China. Well, all of that deal is in this cache of information as well. And um, it talks about Hunter Biden's pornography problem. And it talks, there's, there's, all the meetings and the notes and everything in there about Hunter and his father, Joe Biden, their business dealings with Chinese entities. Again, these are, I mean, this is just coming out as we speak. I haven't, you know, but anyway, we'll keep an eye on this. And there's a whole section about students in our universities from China. I've talked about that endlessly on this program because it is, was very concerning to me. And I think everybody should know it. <clears throat> These Chinese uh, Confucius Institutes that are on our campuses, including University of Washington. And I mean, it's it's not in, in New York or Florida, although I know we have a, a, a few listeners in Florida. I've been he- We've been hearing from them and about them recently, but um, listening on the Internet. But it's everywhere. This, this Confucius Institute program of the communist government in China. And they're there to like help with education. And I, I don't want to get off on that, but I, if you listen regularly, I've talked about that quite a bit. Well, this guy, this Dong says, who is the highest ranking official ever to defect from the communist party to America, if all this is true. And I, as they said, I believe it is a lot of it is. He says that about a third of the Chinese students attending U.S. universities are part of the PLA program. They're assets, they're booked as assets in the, you know, spy um, life of China. And they're part of a Thousand Talents Plan. That's what they call it. And that many of the students are here under pseudonyms One of the reasons, the main reason, is for using synonyms rather than their own names is that many of these students are the children of the highest-ranking military and party leaders. So they come here, and they are indoctrinated, and they have the impression that America today is an America that hates itself, that hates what we were, we hate our founding fathers. They're sending all this information back to their, quote, parents, And others in the Communist Party. And the Communist Party sees America declining and falling from within, not from without. So they sit by and buy up all of our debt and all the other stuff that they're doing. Even ABC News has now tippy-toed out with a little bit of a story about that this morning. And um, the Washington Post, yes, Jeff Bezos, he too has come out and put his toe in the water a little bit. I say he is newspaper that he owns. Uh, So I I think one thing is certain. This defector has the rest of our intelligence community in a panic mode. Here's the other side of this story. If it is all true, as it appears to be shaping up, all of these people in our deep state that have been so uh, malicious toward, say, Donald Trump or any conservative, but especially Trump. And they have been, in some cases, maybe many cases, working more for the other side than for us. And there are those, unfortunately, not all, most of them aren't, but there are those who are. They are in a panic mode. Because, number one, our own intel agencies apparently haven't been on this as they should have been and didn't know a bunch of this stuff that they should have known. And additionally, those that are not necessarily on the team that are embedded in our vast bureaucracy of Intel are panicked. So that's what's happening in our world as we speak. That's why we need to be informed. We'll follow this over the weekend. But if you see some little bit, tidbit, or you see some denials about this guy named Dong from China, you'll know the backstory of that and just we'll see what happens. I'll keep you updated as best we can on this program. Certainly others will as well. We're not the only voice for sure, and nor am I under any impression that we are. But nonetheless, we'll certainly keep you updated as to the best of our ability on this program as we are live each weekday on ACN. So, we'll keep an eye on it over the weekend. We'll let you know. wanted to take a moment today and thank you for your support of what we do. Without it, I wouldn't be here. I would maybe want to be. I may feel called to be, and I do, to do what we're doing right now in this way. But I couldn't do it without your partnership, without you standing with me. And from my heart, thank you to all of you who write a check every month, so we can pay our bills every month. I, um, I deeply appreciate that on a personal level, but even more so on a spiritual level. It allows me to do what God has put in my heart to do. So thank you so much. And if you listen to this program daily, and if you get something from it, you feel it has value, please stand with us. We need you. I need you. Our address is box 399 bellevue Washington. 98009, Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Or you can go to our website, faithandfreedom.us, faithandfreedom.us. First page that comes up will be a story, an article that I wrote that particular day, if it's a weekday. And right at the top, there's a tab that says, Donate. Click that and you're in. It's easy. Even I can do it. I'm not all that great with that kind of thing. There was a unanimous ruling yesterday by the U.S. Supreme Court. They stood up for religious liberty. They said no to the LGBTQ folks who were through the city of Philadelphia as their surrogate, trying to force a religious adoption agency to violate their deeply held Christian beliefs and place foster children in same-sex couples' homes or be shut down. We've heard that story before. We've been through this. Well, it came up again. But this time, the Supreme Court unanimously stood for religious freedom. Christian leaders are praising the court's ruling. The U.S. Supreme Court ruled that the city of Philadelphia can't, cannot exclude a Catholic charity from its foster program because the organization won't place children with same-sex couples because of their deeply held religious beliefs about marriage, human sexuality, family, etc. The unanimous decision reversed a judgment of a three-judge panel the U.S. Court of Appeals in the Third Circuit. Chief Justice John Roberts, who's been very disappointing to many of us, myself, for sure, he came through on this one. He delivered the court's opinion, concluding that, quote, the city has burdened the religious exercise of Catholic social services through policies that did not meet the requirement or of being neutral and generally applicable. He said government fails to act neutrally when it proceeds in a manner intolerant of religious beliefs, or, or restrict practices because of their religious nature. Roberts also noted that, quote, the refusal of Philadelphia to contract with CCS, this Catholic services agency, for the provision of foster care service, unless it agrees to certified same-sex couples as foster parents, cannot survive strict scrutiny. And, the Chief Justice Roberts said, It violates the First Amendment. Well, yay, we applaud. That's true. The city was ordered to make an exception, as they do with many other contracted organizations who are exempted for different reasons. Catholic Services, they said, the Supreme Court is to be exempted because of their religious beliefs. When it comes to the LGBTQ agenda, exemption, though, is not an option until all other options are exhausted. Christian leaders are praising this ruling, as they should be. I certainly applaud. Praise the Lord. It's it's a good thing. Brian Birch, with the president of Catholic Votes, you can imagine what he said. He's very conservative. He said, today the Supreme Court rightly affirmed that the Constitution guarantees faith-based agencies freedom from government harassment and discrimination because of their religious beliefs about marriage. This Ashley McGuire, a senior fellow with the Catholic Association, also hailed the ruling. Today's ruling prohibits government sanctioned discrimination against religious adoption and foster care agencies because of their beliefs about marriage and so on. McGuire also noted that those efforts are rooted in anti-Catholic bigotry that refuses to tolerate pluralistic views and beliefs. So well, I don't know about the anti-Catholic bigotry. That may be true. I, I just don't know about that in this case, but the issue is much bigger than just anti-Catholic bigotry. It's a rejection of God's model for marriage. It's a rejection of God's model for family and of human sexuality. Kelly Shackelford, president and CEO of chief and chief counsel at First Liberty Institute. I've met him a couple of times, had lunch with him once. He's He's on it, he knows what's going on. He called the ruling a tremendous victory For religious liberty. He said punishing religious organizations for acting consistently with their sincerely held religious beliefs is just wrong. And that's true. But Tony Perkins at the Research Council, he's president, he said the Supreme Court reaffirmed religious liberty at a time of growing hostility. He said increasingly the left refuses to tolerate the slightest deviation from their political orthodoxy, regardless of who suffers as a result. That is so true. While we stop to celebrate, he said, and thank God that the Supreme Court reaffirmed religious liberty today, we are fully aware and prepared for the attacks of the left on this fundamental God-given freedom to continue unabated. Well, he's right. And that was my first impression was, praise the Lord, let's celebrate, applaud, applaud. But they're not going to stop. They're not going to accept this. Justice Alito, who agreed with this ruling, I mean, it was a unanimous ruling, Justice Alito, on the Supreme Court, he too expressed some concern. Although he concurred with the judgment, he expressed concern that the Supreme Court decision will not have a lasting impact on the dispute between Philadelphia and this Catholic services. He said the city has been adamant about pressing CSS to give in, and if the city wants to get around today's decision, Alito said, it can simply eliminate the never-used exemption power. Justices Clarence Thomas and Neil Gorsuch agreed with him. Alito said not only is the court's decision unlikely to resolve the present dispute, it, it provides no guidance regarding similar controversies in other jurisdictions. You say, man, I was just excited about this and celebrating, and now you're saying, well, it doesn't mean that much. It means a lot. But what it really means at the core is that we as believers, as biblical Christians, have got to be vigilant and we've got to be informed. This was a win for righteousness, but the war rages on because it's a spiritual, it's not a political war. Like the abortion industry, the LGBTQ people and their surrogates in government, they'll continue. Because it's not merely about a political or even a personal view that the left holds. It's more about the fact that their ideology holds them. They have become obsessed. They have become captive to the darkness of their beliefs. Oh, I know that's direct, but it's true. Romans chapter 1 deals with this. It talks about it very specifically. The path we're on right now, at some point, will make Romans chapter 1 and other similar parts of the Bible Probably make it illegal, and those who preach it or quote it, as I do, may be punished. I mean, I don't, I don't see that as being out of the question at some point. I don't think we're there now, but I don't think we're that far from that. And that's what these guys are reflecting on. This is a reminder that we, as biblical believers, are called to be informed and be vigilant. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 6 says, Let us therefore let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. And we need to be vigilant. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8 says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. I mean, that's the world we live in. It's always been the world we live in. The early Christians in Rome lived in the same kind of a world. Because sin is destructive. That's why Jesus died on the cross for the sinner. And we're all sinners, every last one of us. As my dad used to say, every stinking one of us. And we need to be diligent. Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 9 says, Only take heed to thyself and keep thy soul diligently, lest thou forget the things which thine eyes have seen, and lest they depart from thy heart all the days of thy life. And it says, Teach them to thy sons. And thy sons' sons. So, the message today, the takeaway is praise the Lord for this ruling from the Supreme Court. But let us not be fooled because the agenda continues. And let us be awake, not asleep, sober, not drunken, either by alcohol or false doctrine or false thinking. Let us Let us remember what God has done, and let us share it with our families. That's why I always say, be vigilant, be discerning, be informed. We've got to be, but we must be informed through the lens, through the context of God's Word. Otherwise, what's happening in our world today could be overwhelming. Hey, thanks for being with me today. I have more to say, but I'm out of time. Have a great weekend. I'll see you right here on Monday.